Hello, welcome to the Artist Guides. My name's Sean McDermott. And I'm James Brewster. And this episode is going to be called How to Get Your Music on Streaming Platforms. So we're going to be talking about mainly digital distribution, really. Um, how to get them online, what these people actually do, why they're important, yeah. the costs involved, and try and also help you choose one, but also to try and demystify some of the jargon and some of the legal stuff that they talk about. There's lots of jargon and legal stuff, mate, there. yes, a- there is. Absolutely, a lot to get their heads around, isn't it? You're not a lawyer, Sean. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> do the disclaimer now, I might <laughs> yeah. it. This is just some general guidance so that you can kind of help make your own decision, really. We're not trying to guide you towards a particular distributor. No. Um, or, or a certain deal here. This is just so that you're sort of empowered, for want yeah. a better word, to kind of do Great this yourself. We've noticed, obviously, the reason why we're doing this episode that independent musicians tend to be, you know, not have a great knowledge base in no. this area. Do they? And why, would, and why would they? Why would you? Sorry, talking to you guys. I mean, it's um, yeah. When we 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 talk quite a lot about whether to do this as a separate episode, mm. didn't we? Because yeah. I think mostly because it's actually the landscape's changed an awful lot with regards to distribution, and this is another like supporting argument, if you will, of the of the beauty and the success that's coming from being an independent artist um, it's a swelling sector as we've mentioned previously and that's meant that distributors have have kind of changed and some might say up their game somewhat which means there's been a lot there's now a lot more choice yeah massively so there really it? is not just through companies and organisations offering distribution but the types of distribution they're offering and um, we, we've seen I'll just name drop one because it's, I think it's a, a maybe a kind of a linchpin example is is AWAL AWAL artists without a label. Um, they were kind of well, they were the first is a, is a I'm not sure, but they're definitely they've been around a while. They've they? been around a while, but they they really kind of upped the whole involvement of digital distributors in terms of even financing some promotion of yeah. independent music. And that was relatively unheard of. But they've done it in such a way and built some real, really interesting success stories from, yeah. from doing so. They're not alone in this, but you know, they, they've definitely had, the, I would argue, the most press yeah. around the amount of money they've put into it. And so, with Cobalt on board as well, them, they, they've kind of gone in that direction and they really yeah. established themselves in the marketplace. Yeah. And they've all done this, haven't they? I think, to a certain extent, yes. in different ways. They've seen a strategy that they, they've tried to go for and obviously there's more competitors entering the marketplace. Yeah. Those are choice for, for the absolutely. independent position now. Which makes it and good and all... Costs are obviously coming down. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's great, isn't it, for independent artists? It is, it is. That's yeah. right, yeah. But, it, but on, the, on the flip side, the point of being of having this podcast and this episode is that there's so much choice. Yeah. So, you know, if we can kind of generally talk about some things to consider, I think it would help you a lot. Again, it's, it's more evidence as well of the things we've been speaking about previously in other podcasts. Yeah. Of just the growth of the yeah. independent sector in general that all these companies they're all seeing growth there's yeah. more more of these distributors coming into the marketplace all the time um, they really are it yeah. just signifies doesn't it the explosion really absolutely of what's going on absolutely it's not um, slowing down either that's another beauty of this it's like it's, it's an expanding sector if you will yeah. the independent sector so it's great so we're going to try and just plug some of the gaps in knowledge here aren't we mm. a little bit um I think probably let's just start right at the beginning. And what do these people actually do? So what do they do? I know. So people will hear them called 
sometimes aggregators yeah. or distributors. But essentially here, what we're trying to do is you, you want to release your music and you're going to want these on streaming platforms and um, places where they can be downloaded. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what we're talking about here. Yeah, it? so it's the digital, digital side. That's digital distribution. Absolutely. Right? We're not talking about vinyl or no. selling CDs at the moment. That comes later. That's a different thing. Um, so what do they actually do? They they are going to, you're going to put your music with them. We'll talk about the deals and arrangements later more specifically, but the nuts and bolts here is you are generally uploading your music to these, these organisations, these distributors. They then, as their service, will put that music out and place it on loads of yeah. streaming services and places where yeah, they can download music, isn't it? And I think yeah. that's an important point, just quickly, is to, like, there are some you will not have heard yeah, of. Yeah, or most or of loads of you won't have heard of. When you, yeah, we'll get into that later, but it's, the di- distribution is, is a lot bigger animal than just mm. Spotify, Apple Music, that's these, right. uh, Just because that's the big ones that yeah. everyone's heard of, aren't they? They're like the Coke and Pepsi of it all, but yeah. essentially, <laughs> around the world, there are, so when you see the list... It's a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. That's right. When you see the list come back yeah. of where they're distributed to, mm. obviously if you look at what our artists, where their music yeah. ends up going, it's incredible, isn't it? It's it just really a is. list of hundreds of streaming services yeah. in every different territory around the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you could never do this yourself. I think that's exactly it, mate. You yeah. couldn't do this yourself. They're related, because they've, they've got related... They've got relationships, not just in the kind of administration, technical yeah. side of things, like the actual ability to upload the music, but you know, there's there's deeper relationships, there's marketing relationships, there's promotional yeah. things going on. There's there's lots of leverage that distributors are building That's right. that you, by definition, can't do. No. I mean, put it back to the bricks and mortar days. Yeah. It'd be like you turning up to HMV with a, a rucksack full of CDs yeah. and asking if they could stick it on the shelf. It's just not going to happen. No. And it's the same sort of thing as well. That's probably worth saying as well. Even if you could get this list of hundreds of streaming platforms all over the world yeah. and then try to put your music, they don't really want to have to deal with you. No, exactly. Because no. it's just a pain. They want to deal with larger yeah. organisations and yeah. one payment to a distributor and then the distributor Streamlined, isn't then it? splits it up and pays off all the people, well, you, the individuals, the yeah. musicians. Yeah. Um, so you're, it's worth sort of trying to get your... The, um, in context, you're, you are the customer yeah. of these people. Um, so they're going to be sending this music out. I think we just touched on it a second ago there. And then the the platforms themselves, the revenues they take from their end users, whoever they're selling their services to, they're going to get that money, gather that in, and then that will get sent to the distributors who will then pay you eventually your bit. Sometimes they'll take a commission. Yeah. Sometimes they'll charge an annual fee. There's yeah. various ways they do this, isn't there? Sometimes they charge you per release. Some of them don't charge anything anymore. No. Which we will look at maybe in a little while. But no, exactly. It's, um, Which is another example, isn't it? Of yeah. there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of evolution in this and how they operate. And, you know, some have become more nimble if they're slightly, sometimes slightly smaller perhaps or trying to attract custom. I mean, and this is important to, to pick up on. It's like they are out there to attract your business. So you will find mm. deals, you will find, um, you know, 50% off type stuff. So I, I think it's a, that's a real indicator of their their function. Yeah. They are they are companies looking to generate revenues and that's useful for the artist because hopefully you're going to want to do that as well. Otherwise, unless you've got a lot of money doing it as a vanity project, yeah. fair play. Um, but most of the time, you know, there has to be consideration of the commercial side of this. Yes. And that's, that's how... Th- Fundamentally, they facilitate that from 
digital platforms. And I think that's, that's a good point because I think usually what their strategy is is to how they um, operate. Some of them just want as many people as possible, yeah. as much content. Um, and some of them don't want, some of them more selective. Absolutely, they curate their, effectively they curate their yeah. partners. Yeah. So it's probably worth pointing out someone like Awell, yeah. for example, you, they don't want everybody, do they? No, they that's not trying to be horrible. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> they're, they're a slightly different animal, aren't they? They are. Because they, yeah, so they curate their, who, who they're partnering with as, as artists fundamentally, so yeah. you have to apply to join Awell, but that's because their model is one of, of percentage, it's a sharing that's right. revenue. They um, charge a commission, don't they? Exactly, yeah. So they'll take a, a small percentage of whatever you're generating from streaming and or digital downloads. There are others out there that do similar sorts of thing. Platoon do that. I believe do that sort of thing. Um, so I guess generally speaking, they're, they're the two definitions, aren't they, between the differences of dis- distributors. Yeah. It's like whether they take a commission... <clears throat> Such as, such as those previously mentioned or whether it is as you said just a flat fee mm. per track or per or like a membership they might take an annual membership fee and you can upload that's right as many yeah. as you want it does vary doesn't it it does but also leading into that you'll find variation in the service and services available yeah between each of those two differences AWOL for example they do have various departments that can help with marketing and promotion as I said earlier, sometimes they they offer a, a small fee to promote an artist's music. Yeah. But again, think about why they're doing that. It's because they're on a percentage share. So if the artist is more successful, they generate more revenue. That's a very good point as well, I think, to stress here, isn't it? You don't just want someone that's the cheapest, do you? No. And again, I guess for a lot of the people we're talking to here, uh, listening to us, that they might be in the early stages, independent, emerging, and so on. And perhaps cost is what you're looking for here. Yeah. But once you've maybe got a, already done your first EP and another one, then you've got some success and momentum, you might want the service of the extra marketing help that you're going to get. It might be worth you paying a little bit more for this. Yeah. Um, and if you think about it, someone who's just will take any piece of music, just put it on there, and it's five pound per release or, or whatever it will be. Um, how much extra work are they really doing to plug exactly. your music? They've already got their money, haven't yeah. they? But someone like AWOL, they're only going to get money on the percentage of what they can make out of your music. Exactly. So therefore, it, it would seem logical that their incentive is slightly greater yeah. to generate revenue for you as an artist. Absolutely, yeah. It's obviously probably why they're more selected about You do well, play. they do well. So it seems logical when you think it through like that. Yeah. Just so that kind of the listeners can kind of get it in their head. Mm. The decisions that they're making when they choose who to go with yes. and why you want to be with a certain person. That makes sense. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah, totally right. Um, probably also worth mentioning about what some of them, I mentioned about aggregators and distributors before, um, they tend to just be called distributors now. Aggregators is a word. Yes, yeah, kind of seem, becoming redundant. They seem so. interchangeable. Yeah. Um, some of these said as often that. Some of them don't want independent musicians, they only want labels. Yeah, um, which is fair. That's, their, that's right. That's yeah. their remit. Yeah. So just so that you're aware, if you see some, you think like you can't quite work out what it is that they're doing. They don't necessarily want no. the independent guys. They just deal with labels and they distribute on behalf of labels only. Yeah. Um, just so that they're aware that there's that other sort of sector out there, isn't there? Yeah, it is indeed. Um, if you have a look at or think about what the actual deal would be. Yeah. What you're going to get when what they want from you, what you're giving them um, for them to do this for you. So. <clears throat> First of all, it's probably worth saying 
that when you when you go on and you choose one of these, I mean, there's obviously loads that you can look at. But we sort of mentioned some of the key names, but people have probably heard of these, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, City Baby, Junecore, Reverb Nation, Distro Kid. Yeah, Ditto. I believe. Oh, there's no, there's lots, but these are the yeah the main ones that keep cropping up. Yeah, Spin ups, right? Yeah. They're interesting. Right? Um, and I think probably a lot of independent artists are not so sure. Ask their other friends that have already released some music. Who did you use? Oh, I used. Yeah, it was CD Baby. Seems all right. Ticked yeah. the box. Yeah. Uploaded. Haven't had any problems. Charged me, you know, whatever it is to do it. Yeah, and, and that's probably how the, decis- the decisions made for a lot of people well, to be honest isn't uh, it? you know it is but just to add into that word I think you will hear well absolutely you will hear positives and not so positives or negatives um, about every single one but then it's really important to get a bit of context as to why that feedback has come through yeah. whoever you're asking one thing you cannot escape and is the most important thing is that these distributors, whether they have added on services such as playlist plugging, which we'll touch on in a bit, yeah. um, they cannot plug just a song. The artist or their team, but mostly the artist, has to be building something to pitch. Yeah, It has to be, if there's any press, interestingly, we'll, we'll, we are going to go further into further detail about this in the next episode how to release a single but it's building this story so who's writing about you which is the press who's playing your radio if you've got any cool live stuff going on yeah if you've got any brilliant syncs you know i mean if you'll be the the trailer to the next marvel film well done um we're going to be touching that on on we will but but just to give story was a good but just to give you a bit of background on like if your expectation is for a distributor to do it for you and to pitch for you without having anything to pitch yeah it's an important point that is probably why you're hearing negative stuff from artists coming back about that distributor because it's down you have to build something for them to then leverage with their relationships with the digital service platforms such as Spotify Apple Deezer it's still upon yourself isn't it to, to make it happen in some way these guys are just putting the music out for you some of them will do some stuff and support yep. and marketing and help, but you're still driving that. You've got to. I think at the point you're trying to sort of pick up on here, isn't it? You still have to make that happen, don't you? Yeah. Communicate with them and, and, and push whatever you can get from them. They're not really proactively out there like a label would be. No, exactly. But it's not a replacement for a label. No, it's it? not. The label wouldn't normally sign up a deal with you, mm. and they are all guns blazing on the marketing and sort of things yeah. out. They want it to happen. These people are not doing this. <laughs> no. They're because they're not labels that's the whole thing. exactly that's the yeah. whole point it's not replacing the label no. in that sense is it no it's just purely distributing it and getting it out yeah you're driving the marketing and release strategy around that absolutely totally um which is a, yeah it's a good thing to bear in mind isn't it when you're trying to you know work out what you're doing here and how you're using them and interacting with these people um so with regards to the actual deal so you're going to go on and you're going to one of these websites someone's probably advised you of a couple you might be looking at some and also we're not trying to recommend one over the other here are we we're just trying to give no. you an idea of how you might want to choose one um, things to look out for yeah know. there's loads of great information online isn't there mm. about comparing these you must not need to rely on your friends do you there's, there's loads of yeah there is lots of feedback out there yeah very good do your research as ever obviously try and find something that's independent and more of a review site as opposed to one of the actual distributors themselves mm-hmm. um, but those will compare 
And sometimes you can get a really great sort of, so lots of, I've seen it on a few different websites with like grids and it shows you what different ones do and what might work. So you can get a snapshot, they don't need us to do all this, do you? No. But what does it all actually mean? So generally speaking, you're going to, um, actually I've got a couple of contracts at the moment. To, you have. Just so we can kind of quickly skip through and give some of the main points that some of our artists have, uh, have done. Um, but you're going to be, basically, you're, they're, they're going to want from you uh, a license. You're licensing your music to these people uh, so that they've kind of got permission to use your music. So that's the key thing to understand. And we, we mentioned this in a previous podcast yeah. between licensing and then signing your music. Yeah. So you're not, if you find anyone, if you, if you find some little unknown distributor somewhere and it's talking about assigning your music, just forget about that. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, you don't want to assign, that's giving away your rights to your music permanently. So this is a short period of time you're lending the music, your recordings, I should say, basically to the distributor. Yep. And then they're putting them out. Most of them will want an exclusive arrangement with you. Um, now, some of them say, we've chatted about this recently, but some of them will Always say, change. you don't need to be exclusive, it's fine. Come and use us, it's not exclusive. And it, obviously that feels less scary yeah. that you're not tying yourself in with one. But really the reality is, that it has to be exclusive. Yeah. So all they say is that you, you can sign with other people. You still don't want two distributors supplying your track or album, whatever, to Spotify, for example. So That's Spotify, the same track. Yeah. Like, so, so the two, yeah, same track coming from two different distributors exactly. in the same place. It's not a good thing. No, because it's not. As you're going so, to elaborate, I'm sure, mate. You know, look at it from Spotify's point of view or any any platform. They're going to receive your track from two different distributors, and they're going to go what. What do we do with this? Then? Yeah. So who are we paying when you get your exactly. million streams? I'm not, they're not splitting this. They're not interested. And that no. can actually result in a delay to your release. Um, they're not wanting to put it up. There's problems here. You need to make a decision on who it is yeah. a distributor can go to one place. The only reason you might see that it's not exclusive is because you might be choosing a distributor that doesn't cover certain territories or yeah. certain platforms that you really specifically want. Yeah. So you can go with them your main one because you like their terms yeah. and then you can find another one to cover these extra territories or these extra absolutely that's the I, no you're right I was just saying I think a good example it's very pertinent at the moment is, is China because it's uh, you may you may or may not know it's quite a large population mm. um, and they have different streaming services platforms sorry over there um, Tencent probably arguably being the biggest and not all let's say Western-based distributors have that relationship with Tencent. So you might want to, and that, my point, don't overthink it at this point, but if you do have a particular kind of tie to a Chinese market, then you want to make sure your music is on the platforms that's being, that are being um, used over there and engaged with over there. So that's when it can be interesting to find a specific um, distributor yeah. for those secondary markets, if you will, only secondary in terms of what your, you know, your kind of strategy and plan is, because it's not secondary in terms of size. It's rather large. Yeah, that's right. So there are territories, and it's worth thinking about this, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and again, that depends. All kind of depends on where you are, doesn't it? As yeah. an individual, so we can't really advise on that. No. Um, but you if you're aware. brand new and you're releasing your debut single, it's probably you know you're just testing your home market, really, aren't you? And, yeah. And you kind of want to be in some of the main countries and throughout Europe if you're based in Europe. Yeah. Um, but once you've got somewhere else, and you you might see that oh, suddenly 
even the Philippines have been stopping yeah. other weapons. We've seen that, yeah. You might want to concentrate Taiwan. more on a certain thing. Yeah, that's like, yeah. and it's quite random sometimes. Yeah, it, it can someone be. picks up and yeah, obviously the, the, the track has clicked. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the style of music is working working well over there. It, it might take off in the territory. And so you might want to concentrate more. Exactly. In various ways. So, so your strategy's but, constantly informed, isn't it? Yeah. Like release, how it's gone, who's been connecting with it and engaged with it again. Yeah. Probably another, that's another episode to delve in deeper with that. But just, I guess, just be aware that, you know, I think as you progress, you can become a little bit more strategic with your distribution partners and um, focus. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just glance through the, uh, one of these contracts here to see what points. I don't want to read the whole thing because they're ridiculous. In fact, that's probably one of the things yeah, worth that's saying. That's a start. <laughs> you'll go online and, um, and you'll see some of these. Uh, terms or whatever you want to call them or contracts or agreements and they are massive they're huge they're yeah. ridiculous aren't yeah. they I mean an average person yeah, has not got a week to read it that you're average you're all exceptional <laughs> but everyone uh, generally people who aren't lawyers yeah and I, we, I mean, we've done quite a few of these we're not lawyers but we've done a lot seen a lot of these yeah. and even I have to sort of spend some time reading through these and getting my head around something because it all varies from one to the other their language yeah they're huge they are most people are going to glance at something what is going on here yeah um, it's a little bit like you know when Apple sends you a new user yeah, yeah. you just like you, you look at it and you realise it's actually 10,000 words no one's going to be reading this it's ludicrous mm. and you just go straight to the bottom where's the bit that I tick and you tick it and I'm pretty sure that's what a lot of people are doing with this aren't they they must just be trusting these distributors yeah, yeah. which for the most part is okay we'd like, like as a caveat there is yeah. it's okay do you know what I mean like yeah. but Someone's there a reputable name. Exactly. You know yes. Just yes. be wary. If you're going to be doing that, yeah. Just you know, go yeah. with someone that you kind of is one of the key players. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's probably the safest bit of advice I think we could give. Yeah. There are sharks in this industry. There are. Unfortunately, pop up and there are people that sort of promising various things and help and whatever. But just be a little bit careful there. Yeah. Because they do want that sort of stuff, don't they? So what but, are you going to do, mate? Yeah, I'm just going to just just through. some of the general stuff that you'll see the repeated themes that they, they come across. So pretty much they're going to want. Probably something exclusive, but if it's not exclusive, really it is, but it just doesn't say so, as we've already mentioned. They're going to want, a key thing that they always mention about is they want, they want to be able to reproduce your music, which sounds like a really sort of obvious thing to say, but there'll be a big chunk in their agreements normally about the fact that they've got the right to reproduce. That doesn't right. mean they're going to like suddenly take your songs and then run off with them and start doing their own careers out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it just means that they need to actually hold this on their hard drive. Yes. And, and then, and so then make, yeah, so, they yeah. might need to make copies of this to distribute and so on. It's purely so they can supply the service. Getcha. Um, which that, that's usually quite a big old chunk of these things. Um, and they'll say things about they want to exploit and promote um, what you're doing. It's quite, it's quite like, it can be quite intimidating language, can't it? Yeah, the jargon is difficult to yeah. get around, isn't it? You're, you're not, no one, no one's lawyers. They're just dealing with everyday people, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but what's the exploit? Like, what? Give us a bit more. So yeah, okay. Well, the word exploit is that they're going to try and make as much as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, oh, money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What well, is it? You want to get as much as we can out of it. Yeah. Um, that word pops up in lots of things. Oh, all the time. Labels and publishing. All the time. Well, yeah. And that's what you want. That's a good thing. Yeah. They're not exploiting you. They're exploiting the product that you're giving them for maximum benefit for you and them. Yeah. That's, that's what's going on there, yeah. isn't it? So again, yeah, scary word, isn't it? You're not quite sure what, what, what it means. Um, most of them as well, and this is probably a good point to pick up on because it's part of a, the service benefit. What is it, Sean? What's is the point on the side? Got, you can log on, can't you? Usually they have some oh, sort yeah. of um, dashboard or... Absolutely. And you can get data from these, which is valuable stuff, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's incredible. Working out 
and what's happening. So usually part of the, the agreement will be you have permission to log into the artist area, artist yeah. dashboard, whatever they want to call yeah. it. And, uh, and there'll be things like you're signing away the fact that you'll use it responsibly, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, what you'll do. And so there'll be some yeah. terms and conditions relating to that as well, normally. But that's a great... It's a, a great... Yeah, no, useful beyond, obviously, the it really is. I mean, because you also have things like um, Apple Music for artists and Spotify for artists, those kind of back-end for those specific systems. But often, the distributor's yeah. back-end, if you will user area is it's a lot more detailed yeah the streaming platforms are pretty good aren't they they're good it's a snapshot absolutely but they but the distributors can distributors can really drill down into some of the data yeah and then kind of display it in a more understandable and useful way for the artist yeah i mean you know from from the geography of where you're getting streams the demographic and i mean some of them even the length of time average length of time that somebody's been on your track i mean some of them can really go into detail um, and again, it's like the more informed you are, the more strategic and relevant and useful decisions you can make to to, yep. to grow and move forward. So, like, do do if you can, do kind of a, a little search around the Tinter web for um, feedback on the on the kind of end user part of it. The the the, the as you said, the artists or the dashboard yeah. area. It's it's, it's great stuff, isn't it? It really I mean, are. And, and sometimes you can get some spreadsheets from these guys that. You love a spreadsheet. Well, the detail was yeah. not. I mean, they're, they're un, unwieldy. You I mean, an average person can't use these things. It's so massive. You're an average person. And uh, well, I'm an average person. So that's why I've noticed this difficult. Year, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to. You, you you need some sort of way of trying to condense that. You do, but you can put out some really interesting data. Like you, you say, can. literally, like it will tell you like three people, won't it? Yeah, in, in an African country somewhere that has listened to your music across this period of time. I mean, yeah. it's that detailed, isn't it? Yeah, or, or three thousand in an African country, and that yeah, suddenly yeah. You're, you're kind of you're targeting yeah. over there. Go and perform live, release stuff over there, connect with press over. Do you know what I mean? So like it layers, doesn't it? It kind yeah. of informs. It tells you where the penny where it's come from, isn't it? Exactly. It's yeah. Up your payment for the month. It's very useful. Um, uh, where did we get to? There's usually also in these contracts something to do with um, usually some sort of what they will call an indemnity. You both neither of you are to blame, so they don't want you, for example, to feed them a track that's got some samples that you haven't cleared, or you weren't actually entitled to the recording because it's still owned by your producer or something like this. Yeah. Someone makes a claim that you've done something that you shouldn't have done. Yeah. Or they weren't aware that you've done something wrong. It's not their fault. They're going to accept that responsibility. That's called an indemnity. You're not going to be responsible for someone else's uh, mess up. But also, equally, they're not. You're not responsible for them messing up either. So if they've uh, done something stupid in some way, that might affect you as an individual. Indemnifying, um, indemnifying. Yeah. So they're usually not responsible for each other's mess ups. That's usually in pretty much any contractual agreement. You tend yeah. to get that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a key thing. You have got samples because some of our artists and. Do, do do this don't absolutely they? yeah um, be very careful you can't you need to get all that sort of stuff cleared you can't just go releasing any music no. it's easy to put things up but just be aware of that yep um, and there's usually another thing to mention there's a term they usually want you for a period of time the term time and they call that a term how long do they want you for lots of them are pretty easy to get out of you can just sign your way out of this normally yeah but obviously think about it they're going to put all your music up online for you um, do all this work and then a week later you think actually I'm going to change from CD Baby to, to AWOW well yeah. that's no good for them is it so no. there's usually a minimum period of time they're going to want to make it worth their while to put it all up which is totally understandable isn't it totally makes sense doesn't it yeah I think that's probably you know, the main 
areas for them to think about. Yeah. Those are the main things, aren't they, legally, that you're kind of signing over and you know, getting from them as a service. That's right. Sync um, sometimes. Sync, yeah, that's a good thing. That crops up, up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah like um, many of them. That's an interesting one. What is it, Sync, James? Well, sync <laughs> is when, effectively, you, you get a song placed on an advert or TV series or film, yeah. some sort of other media. Um, and I think it's hard to answer this concisely because it it always depends on what your strategy is with your music if you're going to reach out to sync agents if you're going to kind of keep it all for a while and build stuff and then attract a publisher there's no you know there's no concise answer to this just just be aware that i think these most distributors have an option a tick box for sync which means if you're just going to be relatively passive at the early stages it can be worth allowing these guys and girls to, to, yeah, to, to present it for sync because, you know, for, for very little work, you never know. Yeah. So it might get picked up and it could be a bonus. That's right. I just think it's important to understand, like, sync as a strategy is a lot bigger than this. But yeah. if you're not au fait with it or have the time or resource or focus or understanding of it early doors... I would tick the box That's and it. see what happens. You might get lucky. It will sit on their catalogue. Exactly. Could get picked up, couldn't it? It could. And uh, until you can actually have a campaign of your, your own, which we'll mm. talk about probably on another podcast. But yeah. That's a separate issue. But if you're not going to have the time and energies in the early days to work on that, probably best just to let them have a go. I think so, it? yeah. Again, like it's the t- you can always deselect and you can always get yeah. out of that kind of thing when you progress into maybe talking about a publishing deal. Yeah. Might in which case, a, well done. Might be a minimum term. So have a yep. look and see if you're happy with it. But generally speaking, most of them make it fairly easy for you to tick a sync box, don't they? And yeah, they do. I just give them permission. Yeah. Um, probably the other thing to maybe touch on is uh, regarding... What you need. There's some logistical stuff here. Yeah, yeah. About uh, like this, how do you upload your music? It's all the how-to. No, exactly. And, um, yeah. What song formats, what you know, track formats yeah. and this kind of stuff. I think, well, I mean, the, the, the two key things really are the artwork... They won't accept anything without the artwork. And definitely the main thing, interestingly enough, Sean, is the song <laughs> as a WAV. So it's got to be a high, uh, higher quality uh, music file. Yeah. So I would avoid MP3s and, and go for your for your WAVs. That's uh, that's fundamentally it. There, there'll be various like things of uh, metadata wise, like what style is it? And then, uh, I think again, it's important to pick up is that those those kind of tick boxes and the metadata elements are, are, are taken from what the um, streaming platforms mostly, the digital platforms, how they uh, group and articulate music in terms of vibe, mood, style. It's all, but it's, it becomes useful mm-hmm. because then you, rather than being genre-led, which is a relatively dying word because there's been so much fusion and, again, these these streaming platforms tend to, to work in styles, styles, moods and vibes. Um you can kind of get a better understanding of, of to where your music fits in terms of those definitions, if you will. So it's also useful for that. But um, you'll probably better touch on this. Like the, You will get tick boxes whether you want them to assign an ISRC code or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's the other thing. And I, like, how often I get asked, like, what on earth is, is yeah, another acronym? <laughs> but, yeah, so... You usually generally you'll see things like ISRC codes, UPC, yeah. catalogue numbers. These are the kind of things that pop up. These are essentially all... Reference numbers right. that identify your individual tracks specifically. Yeah. It's not the song, is it? No. There are like cover versions, numerous cover versions. Same time. They all have individual recording. Totally. It's the actual master track itself. Yeah, that's right. So they'll assign a code for most of these people, distributors, 
um, were happy to deal with this. They just want the music out like you do. So yeah. they they will assign. Some of them will charge for this, won't they? They Depends will. Depends on which yeah, yeah. you go for. Yeah. So it, it might be, it's a cost you might need to consider. It won't be big, but it'll be a cost. That's right. It's, yeah. it's small. It's not a lot of money, is it? Um, but if you're, we spoke before about PPL and PRS, haven't we? Um, if you're in you the did. UK, yeah. So in, um, that's our previous episode. Just right, it was, wasn't it? Check so it out. From the UK's perspective, if you join PPL, at the time you joined, you can request um, your own unique reference so that you can uh, create your own ISRC codes. Yeah. Uh, so if, you, if you're um, an owner of uh, what, do you, what do you call it, the copyright of tracks, yeah. Um, you have an ISRC code, so you can do that. So at the time that you feed your music through to the distributor, you can say, "Here's the ISRC code for that yeah. the track." And you have your own one, so you haven't got to get them to assign one. Yeah, um, or they can just do it for you. It doesn't really matter, does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah. I th- it tends to come a little bit later. Do you find in the artist's career, like if, if yeah. you, you know, you might have, and this has happened many times. You you might get to a point where you do want to set up your own little label and start kind of releasing other artist music within your community or, or whatever whatever it be and that that's when I found that becomes more useful yeah. as long as it's got a code yeah. <laughs> as long as it's well, got yeah. some sort of catalogue number yeah. so the main thing is that's how everybody is identifying your recording yeah. that's the main thing to understand absolutely so where it's that's, used that's right so, so. the platforms can, can track what what money is owed to that particular thing and how many times it's been streamed or downloaded codes. that gets, goes back to the distributor yeah. it's all done through codes not yeah. the name or anything exactly else exactly too confusing yeah, yeah absolutely just so you understand what that is about when they're setting up yeah um, we should probably mention just quickly I know we will pick up on this in the next episode but allow yourself time with this like don't pick a distributor two weeks before your tracks you know you're planning track coming out no um, do your research uh I would say at least a couple of months before yeah, your good couple of months. Yeah, it? I would say before you kind of planning the release date of your um, first, second, third, whatever single, um, and yeah, because uh, the one thing you just never know. So if you find that you've uploaded something to distributor, there might have been something that's kind of not quite worked out right. Yeah, just whatever you do, allow make sure there's time to correct because sometimes they can be a little bit more like oil tankers rather than flies in terms of how they can you know correct mistakes and stuff like that yeah because they're all they're relying on conversing with the digital service platforms in question to get the answers as well so give yourself time yeah there's definitely been from our end a lot of chasing sometimes to get some very small things like the incorrect artwork put onto dead right you know someone's release and things that can take you're right it can take a while can't it it's frustrating isn't it they are massive yeah you know, as individuals, we yeah. are small in comparison. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great bit of advice. Um, oh, thanks, mate. I think that covers, doesn't it, what we wanted to talk to everyone about? Pretty this? much, mate, um, yeah, pretty much. I, I, don't, I think, um, again, I just, I don't know if we reiterate that, but there, with it, it can be very useful to build relationships with distributors. Not necessarily as the company, but if you can, if you can connect with individuals within the, within the company, mm-hmm. you know, they, you, they can champion you. So again, like as, you, as you'll find out more and more we talk through these podcasts, um, relationships drive everything yeah. in this business. So again, like we're, I mean, we're kind of our artists on AWOL, we, we've had very strong relationships, great relationships with people who work in the marketing and the playlist um, plugging department. Absolutely. Which is... Absolutely. Them part of our team, don't we? Absolutely, yeah. working with these people. Yeah, and that they've really helped with getting some, some growth for our, for our artists. Definitely. 
Um, and we, in fact, the, the next podcast that we're intending to do is, is very specific about the release, once you've released and your strategy around it, how you drive that. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. and a part of that is your relationship building with the, uh, the with the platforms as well and the distributors, isn't totally. it? Yeah. Um, so we will definitely be getting to that in more depth. Yeah. But it, you're right, it's a very important aspect to realise that you are still driving this relationship. Absolutely. You're not passive, they're not like a label. No. They are a distributor. It's slightly different, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to be feeding yeah, them. around that. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be feeding them relevant information at the right time yeah. to fully leverage your single EP right. album, whatever Absol- it might be. Absolutely, yeah. So I hope that gives you, um, gives you guys a bit of an idea, a bit of background and... Uh, you can make a you know, the choice that's right for you. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that pretty much that comes up. I think so. That was what we want to talk about, wasn't it? So I think um, for this episode, I think that's going to be it. I mean, as always, please get in touch with us again. And uh, it's been great to hear from some people about what they think of the previous podcast we've 100%. done. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's and, very uh, useful. It is, isn't it? And to hear also kind of ideas of you know what you kind of want to know about really. Yes. Yeah. You're the ones out there trying to trying to do this. Anything you anything you might like us to expand on? Definitely. Let us know and we'll do it. Yeah, and obviously just fire any questions over to us because we're happy to answer questions too. Yeah. If you've anything specific or, you know, yeah, like you say, to expand on certain things that we're talking about here. Um, so, yeah, please Where should they touch. visit us? We sure. are, um, you can get a hold of us. Our website is theartistguides.net. Um, so, yeah, please come through the website, have a chat, Absolutely. send us an email. Um, there's also a written guide available yep. for this podcast, which you can get on the website as well. Subscribe um, so to the podcast. Yeah. Do all those usual things, that's please. Right. And uh, let anyone you know who's asking you about advice to come and check us out too. That'd be fantastic. Wonderful. Great. So, okay. Till next time. Yes. That's it. Take Thanks care. So Bye. Bye-bye.